Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour one. Greetings, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I hope you got blue skies wherever you are. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Well, I might as well cook up a hornet's nest out of the gate today. I give, when I do show prep, I I break down each hour and these are the things I want to talk about. And for purposes of our podcast, since we do the podcast one per hour, I give each hour a title, a theme. This hour. For this segment, NBC News, Delinda Est. What was his name? Uh, what was it? Was it Cato? Or I, I can't remember which Roman senator it was would end every speech saying Carthago, Delinda Est, Carthage must be destroyed. Listen, it is increasingly clear to me that the American political press corps is the enemy. Donald Trump used to say it about the press blanketly, there are good people in the press. There are good people in the political press. But when you watch the coverage of the Republican Party, in particular, in contrast to the Democratic Party, we all know they are propagandists for the Democrats, and no network is worse than NBC News. For all of the network and press corps obsession about Fox, NBC News is relentlessly biased toward the Democrats, and Republicans should do nothing with it. Now, I don't want to start with NBC News. I want to start with the Washington Post. The Washington Post, while I was on vacation last week, did a huge story on Nikki Haley and the Confederate battle flag in South Carolina years ago, up until I think the early 2000s. The Confederate flag, the Confederate battle flag in particular, not the the Confederate States of America flag, but the Confederate battle flag, the stars and bars, it flew over the state house in South Carolina. Now, this was not some sort of historic act that went back to the fall of the South after the Civil War. They raised it during the Civil Rights era in the 1950s as a big middle finger to desegregation, and they left it. Say what you will about the state of Mississippi. The state of Mississippi adopted the Stars and Bars as part of its flag after the Civil War. And in fact, there was a referendum in the early 2000s, and overwhelmingly the voters of Mississippi decided to keep the Stars and Bars. They changed it in the last couple of years. Good for them. But there was a difference between what Mississippi did and what South Carolina did, and that South Carolina didn't hoist the flag until the 50s. Along comes 2010. And a woman named Nikki Haley, running for governor of South Carolina, in the Republic, y'all, Nikki Haley, full disclosure, she's a personal friend of mine. And 
in 2010, I did everything I could to help her get elected, and she was the subject of extremely personal, vile, vile, disgusting attacks. The then governor of South Carolina, Mark Sanford, cheated on his wife with a lady from Argentina. Sanford disappeared for a long period of time, and his staff said he was hiking the Appalachian Trail. Well, there was actually Argentinian, well, (laughs) I won't go there. He was actually in Argentina with his mistress. So here comes Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley had been a Mark Sanford protege. Nikki Haley was in the state house in South Carolina. And though a Republican, she was a free market, small government Republican who opposed big subsidies to big business. She wanted transparency in the South Carolina legislature. You could vote without your vote being known. So you could say you oppose something that you voted for. And and the voters of South Carolina were allowed to know. She wanted transparency, and she campaigned on these issues. Republican opponents called Nikki Haley a whore. They claimed that, like Mark Sanford cheating on his wife, Nikki Haley, whose husband was in the military, that she was doing this to him. They portrayed her as some woman who slept through the state legislature and with lobbyists. It was vile, vile, untrue, unfair attacks against my friend. Disgusting attacks. And Nikki Haley, who was the daughter of immigrants from India, was attacked for being a transplant, for not really being American. A, a whore from another country. Those were the attacks on me. I'm not making this up. This literally happened. And she kicked their butts and she won. And she became governor and she forced through transparency. She fought the Republicans in the legislature and she won. The Washington Post last week attacked Nikki Haley for in 2010, while they were attacking her for being a whore and a transplant from India, that she should have run on taking down the Confederate battle flag. She should have done it in 2010. They've never attacked Barack Obama for not campaigning for gay marriage in 2008. They never have gone after Obama or Biden for not having views and sympathy of gay marriage when they ran the first time. But Nikki Haley, in 2023, they're now attacking her for, in 2010, not campaigning against the Confederate battle flag. By the way, who got the battle flag taken down? That would be Nikki Haley. In 2015, oh, y'all, I remember. She called me at home. I had texted her just to kind of offer her prayers and well wishes. She called me at home sobbing. Dylan Roof had walked into the Emmanuel AME Church and murdered all those people. Those people were in a Bible study, and they prayed for that boy. They laid hands on him. He prayed with them, and then he pulled his gun and began murdering them. He wanted to start a race war. And Nikki Haley said, it's time to take that flag down. 
and she got Republicans and Democrats together to take that flag down. And do you know what, those Republicans? Some of them attacked her and said, you know what, turns out she really was a transplant. She really wasn't one of us. They attacked her for her race and ethnicity. And she got that flag taken down. She got more attacks from her own side than the Democratic side. And the Washington Post has the audacity in the last week to attack Nikki Haley for taking the Confederate flag down, but not doing it sooner than when she did it. it should have been done on the Washington Post time. They know these people are the enemy. These people are the enemy. They, they need to be ruined. That's not a fair attack. It's completely devoid of context for who she was and where she was running and when she was running. The racist attacks on her, the misogynistic attacks on her, all those things she's running saying, I actually am South Carolinian. I'm not a transplant from India. And you want her to say, oh, you should have campaigned on taking the Confederate battle flag down in 2010. She took it down. You, the writer of the Washington Post, did not. The Democratic governors of South Carolina did not. The Democratic members of the state legislature did not. Nikki Haley did, and you're going to attack her because you think she should have done it five years sooner, devoid of the context of the time she was running the attacks on her at the time and her trying to show people she wasn't there to rock the boat. She was there to reform the state. And you know what? She did. She reformed the state, and she took that damn flag down, and you can't praise her for it. You've got to condemn her for not doing it sooner. The Washington Post should be burned to the ground and salt leveled on the ground of where that building stood. Shameful, shameful attack on them. Metaphorically speaking, don't accuse me of violence, which the Washington Post would gladly do. Which leads me to NBC News. NBC News has a reporter named Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen has been assigned to cover Ron DeSantis. Last week, last week, Jonathan Allen lamented at NBC News and on social media that Ron DeSantis had not answered questions from the crowd at an event in Iowa. In the same tweet, he noted Ron DeSantis chose to spend time one-on-one with the people who were there. He actually answered their questions. He just didn't do it from the stage. And, And Jonathan Allen was upset about it. Jonathan Allen of NBC News was upset Ron DeSantis didn't take questions from the crowd that Jonathan Allen could write about. And instead... Ron DeSantis spent one-on-one time with the people in the crowd, something Jonathan Allen and the rest of the media said Ron DeSantis was incapable of doing. And he did it, and he answered the questions, and it wasn't good enough for Jonathan Allen, who is today attacking Ron DeSantis for not cleaning up the swampy culture of politics in the Florida State capital of Tallahassee. Ron DeSantis claimed to clean up the swamp of Tallahassee and instead used it for his own purposes. That's his attack today. Do you know what Jonathan Allen did before he worked for NBC News? Anybody? Anybody? Jonathan Allen worked for Debbie Washerman Schultz, the chairwoman of the Democratic National Committee. He worked for her political action committee. NBC News has placed as its reporter covering Ron DeSantis 
a man who worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a Democratic congresswoman from Florida who chaired the Democratic National Committee. And he didn't just work in her office, but for her political action committee. And that's the guy NBC News has chosen to cover Ron DeSantis. Jonathan Allen worked at the Politico as a reporter. He left there to go work for Debbie Washburn Schultz and then went back to Politico before going to NBC News. When he went back to Politico, they defended it and said, well, he wasn't happy there, really wasn't political. And the guy who did that was Jonathan John Harris, the editor of Politico, whose wife was the executive director of NARAL, Virginia. That's right, the abortion activist group in Virginia. She then went on to work for Democratic congressman. So you have a man whose wife was an abortion activist who works for Democrats saying, oh, Jonathan, now he wasn't really, it wasn't really a political job. We're welcoming you back. He'll be a fine, objective journalist. Right, right. The democratic protection scheme within the media. And of course, Politico has gone even further left than it's always been on the left, but it's gone even further left. You know, John Harris, by the way, is, is the editor of Politico who celebrated with the reporter or the, the, the guy who got the scoop on the Dobbs decision. It's very incestuous Democratic links. Politico is a progressive news outfit. But NBC News now has Jonathan Allen, who worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, covering Ron DeSantis. You know who else they have? Valerie Jarrett's daughter, Laura. Valerie Jarrett, yes, that Valerie Jarrett. Laura Jarrett used to work at CNN as an anchor in the morning and moved to NBC News. So they got... Valerie Jarrett's daughter. They've got a Debbie Washington Schultz employee. They've got Jen Psaki, who is the White House press secretary. They've got all these progressives at NBC News. Can I just ask a question, please? Democrats refuse to have anything to do with Fox News because they claim Fox News is a partisan Republican operation. Republicans, why the hell do you have anything to do with NBC, MSNBC, and CNBC? Why do you engage the NBC News Corporation at all? NBC News Corporation has an employee of Debbie Wasserman Schultz now covering Ron DeSantis. They have an employee of the Biden White House who they show on MSNBC. They have Valerie Jarrett's daughter at NBC News. They are covered up in left-wing activists. NBC News's website is one of the most liberal news websites in the country. Between CNBC, MSNBC, and NBC, they allow the left to set the tone, the tenor, and the agenda, and the coverage of the shape of the coverage. Why, Republicans, would you have anything to do with NBC News? You should not have anything to do with NBC News. You should not give them any attention. You should not answer their questions. You should not engage with NBC News, and you sure as hell should not give them a Republican presidential debate. As far as I am concerned, NBC News Delinda Est. Bolin Branch uses the finest 100% organic cotton from family farms to your family home. They've got a natural unmatched softness and they get softer with every wash. Those are the highlights that Bolin Branch wants me to tell you about. Let me tell you about my experience as a longtime customer. Every single room in our house has Bolin Branch sheets. Why? Because they don't pill up over time. Uh, you know, some, they, they get a little, like, like pill of whatever they call it, and, and they get rough. They don't. They get softer every single wash, and they last. They don't wear out. You don't have fraying threads. They just are fantastic, and they really, really do get softer the more you wash them, and they hold up over time. We love them in our house. They've got the perfect weight. They feel kind of snugly, but you don't get hot in the summertime under them, but you stay warm in the wintertime. It's just, it's It's perfect. I love these sheets. Get 15% off your first order of Bull and Branch sheets 
When you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlandBranch.com, that's BowlandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You will love these sheets as much as everybody in my family does. We got them on all five beds in the house. You can too. Hello there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Chris Licht is out at CNN. They brought him in last year uh, in May. So he's been there for just over a year uh, to try to clean up the shop. Here's the thing with Chris Licht. His assessment of CNN and news in general was correct. In fact, one of the things he was critical about CNN was its COVID coverage, and he was right. A lot of their COVID coverage was over-the-top hysterical, and, and some of it much that proved to be wrong. Uh, he fired a number of hosts, probably should have fired more. And he wanted CNN to be uh, middle-of-the-road and open to Republicans. The problem, however, was he did not seem to have the skills to execute his vision. He had only ever been an executive producer of Morning Joe and then of the Stephen Colbert show. He never run a network. Uh, and so this was his big job. Up. And then he made the mistake being about himself. He was the subject of so much of the news and participated in so many uh, different uh, profiles of himself instead of staying behind the scenes. He got there and set up shop above the news floor, several floors up as opposed to being on the news floor. Uh, they loved Jeff Zucker for all of his faults. They loved him. Um, and Licht came in, was charged with shaking up CNN, and just didn't have the wherewithal to do it. The staff was at war with him from the beginning because he wanted more even-handed centrist reporting. But I really don't think it's so much that the progressives won so much as Chris Lick did not clearly have the skills. I was rooting for the guy because his diagnosis was right. And I was rooting for the guy. But I just don't think that he had the wherewithal to be able to pull off his vision for the company. And now he's gone. And they will bring in someone else. And I hope whoever they bring in recognizes that his diagnosis, Chris Lick's diagnosis, was correct but his management competencies were not. Now, before we move on, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile because you should be doing business with them. They should be your cell phone provider. If you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, you can move your cell service to them. Now, listen, don't worry about uh, their reception and, and, and coverage. They have the same cell towers. Everybody else, they're already on them. So whatever your cell phone carrier is, they're probably already using their towers. And if you don't believe me, go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can see their coverage map down to your house. Put in your address. It'll show you how good the 5G is, the data, the voice, everything. And then the genius is if you use them as your cell phone provider, they take a portion of their profits and give it to the conservative movement to the causes you care about, to the candidates you care about, growing conservatism across the country, battling the wokes, supporting the Second Amendment, the life community, so much more, and you get guaranteed great service. You can also call them, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get guaranteed great service. You get a free activation with my name. They give you great discounts. You're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, you name it. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric 
or 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. Get that free activation. Don't believe me. Just talk to them. You can even take your existing phone number to PatriotMobile.com. Hello there. The phone number here, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, let's go to the phones. Lewis, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Lewis. Hello. Hi there. Hey, how do we, how do we go back to getting a free press? Because was it UGA, the, the a journalism school, where you learn how to go out there and get a story Write it down, type it out, and okay, this is what was said, this is what reported. As of now, when I listen to the news, I can hear every single time something's altered and this re it's like the same story gets retold sometimes all the way into the next day. I wanna hear something new. I wanna hear I wanna hear a refreshing news story of what's really going on. I don't wanna hear a left wing opinion. I wanna hear what actually happened. And I, I get this from yeah. everywhere. Even I get even WS. I get the same thing with WSB. It, it is so. I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I wish journalism would return to the days of who, what, where, when, why, and how. Uh, you know, when I was in school, we learned that uh, the job to tell a story. You know, you would go through writing. I had a great, great writing teacher in middle um, school. And she emphasized all the time that the key to reporting, she would want us to write fictional stories, and she'd want us to write nonfiction stories, and she'd want us to write news reports, and the key to news reports was who, what, where, when, why, and how. And nowadays, uh, younger journalists in particular are way more willing to be biased. The, the idea used to be that uh, you, you understood your biases and you worked to correct the biases by more accurately covering the side you were biased against and, and being honest with their views. Nowadays, the media doesn't do that. Now, they've always been liberal. We should note the media has always leaned to the left. Even Walter Cronkite, uh, the gold standard in journalism, was also a liberal. Dan Rather was one of the guys in the 1980s and 90s who began to pollute journalism and make it safe to be openly liberal. But the New York Times and others, I mean, look at the New York Times and what's his name? What was it? Uh, was it Durante or whoever, the, the apologist for Stalin who wrote for the, um, for the New York Times? They've always been to the left. Republicans, however, used to, at least with a lot of the newspaper reporters— could at least get a fair shake. Even if they weren't covered fully fairly, they could at least get their views known. It was the editorial boards that you had problems with. Nowadays, the editorialists are also in charge of the newsrooms. And Republicans are really bad at creating alternatives. Republicans are really, really bad at coming up with alternatives. One of the things you got to understand, and I learned this uh, when I was in digital media and running redstate.com and the like, is that uh, progressives will fund newsrooms. And when progressives fund newsrooms, their rate of return is measured by, or their return on investment is measured by, what do you do for the movement? With conservative donors, it's always been, what money do I get back? Doesn't matter how rich they are, they want a financial rate of return. You know, one of the few groups that's not like that is the, is the Koch brothers. They get a bad rap for across the board from some people 
but they, when they donate to causes like to Americans for Prosperity, this isn't an ad for AFP, I just, I know this, they're there for the cause. They're not there for a financial return on investment. They're one of the few conservative donor networks out there that is about advancing the cause, not advancing a rate of return financially to the donor. On the left, they're all about advancing the agenda. It's something conservative donors suck at. Uh, and it's something we've got to change, but also we've got to be combative with the media. Look, look at – so I realize um, when I talk about this stuff, I get accused of being too too – Georgia sounding, but it is a national news story. And this national news story is about this thing the left calls Cop City in Atlanta. It is a police training ground not far from my flagship station. The city of Atlanta has voted to fully fund it, and the left is melting down. They're rioting. They've been attacking um, police officers, firefighters, and the like. And they have had local and national media just call them protesters. They don't like to say they're Antifa. They don't like to call them terrorists. They're all being charged with terrorism, but they're just protesters. These are violent protesters. But you don't really get that from a lot of the media coverage. It's really striking uh, what what's happening. It's it's the, the media is picking a side, and more and more it's younger journalists. Now, at local at the local level, it's not as bad generally. In fact, uh, a lot of national politicians will spend time with local reporters in ways they won't with national reporters because local reporters, actually many of them are quietly conservative. It's the national news networks where all the progressives go. You know, when I worked at CNN, I was specifically told by an employee at CNN who has a TV show on CNN to avoid going on the day parts at CNN. This was when CNN was headquartered in Atlanta, and many of the day parts were still in Atlanta. And this person at CNN, who you would know, who has a show on CNN, told me to avoid going on the day parts at CNN because they were where the obsessive progressives were. Because they thought if they could be progressive and show themselves as progressive and aggressive on air, they would get promoted to New York. They didn't want to be in Atlanta. They wanted to go to New York. He said, just it's not worth your time to go on these progressive shows on CNN. And that's just the reality. Um, it's, it's just remarkable that here we are in this situation now in the 21st century that we've got this set up. And it's just deeply frustrating to see. Um, but Republicans need to fight back on this. They genuinely need to fight back on this. There's no reason to not fight back on this. Now, the phone number, 877-973-7425. We're having a technical problem here, and we're trying to figure out what the technical problem is. And I do just want you all to be mindful of this technical problem. A couple of people have emailed and said, you've got a hiccup. We're we're trying to figure out where this hiccup is. Um, Andrew, do you want me to go to clean feet or just wait? Um, We'll just wait. Okay, so uh, sorry, folks. If if it's sounding glitchy, we're aware of the problem. We're just not exactly sure what is causing the problem. I I, I got to go to the Chris Christie situation, though. Uh, have you heard the sound bites from Chris? Let me let me play you some of these sound bites from Chris Christie. So let me tell you something, everybody. The grift from this family is breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner walk out of the White House and months later get $2 billion from the Saudis? $2 billion.
billion dollars from the Saudis. You think it's because he's some kind of investing genius? Or do you think it's because he was sitting next to the President of the United States for four years doing favors for the Saudis? That's your money. That's your money he stole and gave it to his family. You know what that makes us? A banana republic. That's what it makes us. So he may get 30% again. I'm not sure. Maybe he'll get more. Maybe he'll get less. But let me tell you what he'll know in 2024 that he had no idea of in 2016. He's in for a fight to get it. That's some of Chris Christie on the stage in New Hampshire, a little more. A lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog (laughs) is not a leader. Well, let me be clear in case I have not been already. (laughs) The person I am talking about who is obsessed with the mirror who never admits a mistake, who never admits a fault, and who always finds someone else and something else to blame for whatever goes wrong, but finds every reason to take credit for anything that goes right, is Donald Trump. And if we don't have that conversation with you, we don't deserve to ask for your vote, We don't deserve the mantle of leadership. We don't deserve to have you think of us as people worthy of leadership. One last, this is from my friend Gloria Borger at CNN. Do you think Christy has enough time to qualify between then and now? And also, would he commit uh, to the RNC rule of supporting (laughs) the eventual Republican nominee? I, I, I think that's a good question, and it's unanswered right now. They refuse to answer that. Uh, I think Chris Christie, it's a high bar for him. He's not popular right now uh, in the Republican Party, but he has to get on that debate stage. He has to be able to take on Donald Trump if Donald Trump participates. Remember, Donald Trump is saying, you know, why would I show up if I've got such a large percentage of the vote? He needs to go mano a mano with Donald Trump, and I right now can't see how he's going to get to do that. I don't think Trump wants to share a debate stage with him. Uh, that would be pretty toxic to watch. <laughs> pretty toxic. You know, this, this is a problem for Chris Christie. This is a this is a genuine problem for Christie moving forward. In order to appear at the Republican debate, you're going to have to have raised a certain percentage of small dollar donations and rate certain percentages in polling. And Christie and every other candidate has to do that. And I don't know that Christie will be able to, perhaps he will, but he's the guy who wants to throw the punches at Trump more than any of the other candidates. One of the cautions, however, has to be that, for example, when Liz Cheney did this in New Hampshire, she ran ads against Donald Trump in New Hampshire. Donald Trump's polling went up in New Hampshire And people who saw Liz Cheney's ads had higher opinions of Donald Trump afterwards. A lot of the people who want to go after Donald Trump because they hate him, they don't understand how to attack him. Perhaps Chris Christie does. Um, But Christie's also got to meet the metrics to get on a debate stage. And Donald Trump says he's not going to the first debate. So, I mean, there's no reason for him to go to the first debate if he's pulling as high as he is. Although I will tell you, DeSantis has surged 14 points in Iowa. 14 points since he announced. There's clear momentum there and a lot of funding there. 
And Trump is not aggressively campaigning this time. He doesn't think he has to. Maybe he doesn't have to. Maybe he'll be the nominee. But Christie wants to essentially make his entire campaign against Donald Trump. Uh, in fact, one of the lines that he said is that uh, people say, I'm going after Donald Trump. I'm not going to win it. Well, to win it, you have to go after Donald Trump. Uh, he said that yesterday. Also very curious, he's focusing on New Hampshire. He's not going to Iowa. Iowa, you got to be a social conservative to get those caucus goers out. Christie's making his first stand in New Hampshire. Now, no one has become the Republican Party nominee without winning Iowa or New Hampshire or both. But you could really see a situation where a DeSantis or a Pence wins Iowa, uh, someone else wins New Hampshire, and Trump wins South Carolina, and that would cause a mess in the Republican Party. It would be fun to watch as a political outsider. But we continue to have this shaking up. And also, Doug Burgum, by the way, is jumping in. (laughs) Nobody knows who he is, but he's jumping in. We're still not going to have nearly as crowded the field that we had in 2016, which is remarkable given how many people are there. And many of them aren't going to make it to the debate stage in August, the week after our gathering in Atlanta, uh, because they won't have the polling and money raised. And that'll start winnowing the field down. And so a lot of the people in the race right now won't even be on the ballot in Iowa. But it's the staying power of who can do it that matters. One of the groups that's out there doing door-to-door and teaching you how to do door-to-door, and they're not taking a, a side with a candidate. They're just out there advancing strong conservative beliefs. That's Americans for Prosperity. If you go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today, you can sign up with AAP. Now, let me let me tell you, one, I love AAP because they are truly committed to small government. They haven't gone wobbly in the past number of years. They haven't changed their views on small government. They believe that a smaller government is a government that is better for all of us at the state, the local, the federal level. They advocate for free markets and free people, and they raise up an army of activists to be able to do it. And you should consider joining them. In fact, we we had uh, Daniel the other day who called, who's a paid door knocker with AFP. He's learned how to do these grassroots skills. You can learn them from AFP as well. They have chapters in over 30 states, and they continue to add chapters. Maybe you want to help them grow a chapter. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Become an activist with AFP. You can thank me later. You will learn real skills on how to be a great conservative activist, how to engage with local political leaders and state and federal political leaders. They've got great conferences. It's a great network of people to be involved with. americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Hi there. I am Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Well, well, well. One of the media darlings of the left is Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. Bashir is a Democratic governor in a pretty Republican state of Kentucky. And he has portrayed himself as a moderate. The media lets him portray himself as a moderate. Now, let me explain to you what Andy Bashir does to be a moderate. The Republicans in the state legislature pass laws like uh, prohibitions on genital mutilation surgeries. Andy Bashir vetoes the legislation prohibiting genital mutilation surgery. The Republicans who have a supermajority in the legislature override Andy Bashir. And then Bashir says, hey, in Kentucky, we've banned genital mutilation surgery. It's his shtick. So he looks like a moderate, reasonable Democrat when really he's vetoing all the stuff. The Republicans override the veto, and he takes credit for it. Another example, 
the city of Louisville, Kentucky, does not have a state police battalion located in the city. And crime in parts of that city has gotten very, very bad. So the attorney general of Kentucky, who's the Republican nominee there for governor, Daniel Cameron, has said as governor he would put a state police uh, patrol in the city of Louisville to help the local police, who are also under a federal consent decree for various abusive situations. So what does Andy Bashir do? He says, well, if you do that, we're going to have to take state police from someone else, as opposed to just adding it to the budget. Uh, no, no, Andy Bashir says, we'll have to cut somebody else's state police to put it in. He's a pretty progressive guy, even though he claims not to. He also embraced lockdowns and mask mandates and the like. Well, it turns out he's also been hanging out with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That's right. Andy Bashir, the moderate, supposed good Christian guy, has been hanging out with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, that uh, trans and drag group that vilifies Christians, harasses the Catholic Church, creates uh, sacrilegious acts with the various sacraments of the church. He, he We got him. He, he's he got a picture of him hanging out with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The supposedly moderate Democratic governor of Kentucky is willing to hang out with and have his picture taken with a transgender and drag queen group that does abominable acts with the Catholic sacrament, uh, mocks Christians, has uh, hot crucified Jesus contests, among other things, and this guy's willing to hang out with them. He's the supposedly moderate Democratic governor of Kentucky. He's not. He's a progressive governor of Kentucky. He only got elected governor last time because uh, Matt Bevins and his staff were kind of tone deaf in his reelection campaign. Bashir was able to come across as a likable, reasonable guy, and he's not. He's a progressive, and we shouldn't forget it. Despite the media doing everything they can to give this guy a pass and portray him as a moderate, Daniel Cameron should win this race. In fact, polling in Kentucky right now shows him uh, as, as, as tied uh, Daniel Cameron to Andy Bashir. So keep it up, Daniel Cameron. This guy is a progressive hack, needs to be exposed, and needs to be beaten. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. If you want First Liberty to help your business grow, they might be able to help you. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. If you need $250,000 or more for your business, see if First Liberty can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. When we come back, I got a, a few more words on the Live PGA stuff, but it's actually tied to something larger than them. Uh, progressivism within corporate America. That's actually what we need to talk about. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.